2: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 250 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, December 21st. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and raptorshq.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. The show's on Twitter as well, Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of course, Locked On Raptors is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which hosts team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke, and you can find those all together, neatly organized for your listening pleasure on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. If you want to find out about a team, if you want to hear about the Lakers Rockets game last night, listen to the Locked On Lakers with Anthony Irwin and Harrison Fagan. I'm sure they're very excited today. Make sure you check that show out. Uh, And yeah, make sure if you find a show that you like, make sure you go to the iTunes page and leave a rating or review. It's uh, the easiest way for you to help out every show, and including ours, Locked On Raptors is on its own iTunes page. Uh, Please, ratings, reviews, I appreciate them so much. It helps to move us up to the rankings, makes us more discoverable, uh, and it's just a wonderful thing if you can do, give me a Christmas present in the form of a five-star review and a comment. Uh, and thank you very much in advance for doing that. Alright, on today's show as I promised yesterday, it's an all Last Jedi episode of the podcast uh, we talk a lot about the Raptors on this show sometimes we we'll want to mix it up and the Raptors are good, That we've established this, they're very good they're winning a bunch of games, it uh, feels like a good time to deviate away and uh, well, we talked with Justin Rowan, our friend from Fear the Sword, from the Leverage of the Chat Network uh, the Down podcast uh, we talked about The Last Jedi and how it was really, really good. I loved it uh, Justin loved it as well, so not much in terms of like differing opinions on the movie in this episode, but who cares? We can yell at fanboys who are mad about the movie. Uh, and it was really good. Uh, before I get to that though, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that of course is My Bookie. Bull season is here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? Sign up at mybookie.ag today and get paid fast when you win. My Bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs, and you can even deposit using Bitcoin. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on, and if you want to make money betting on the bowl games, you got to use MyBookie.ag. They're the only site I'd recommend. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. They have odds on every matchup as well as in-game live betting on all, all this season's NFL and bowl games. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. If you're going to bet, the only place to do it is at MyBookie. All right, let's get to the conversation now with Justin Rowan talking about The Last Jedi. Thank you so much for tuning in. I uh, should have an episode on Friday for you to finish up the week and uh, head into the Christmas break. I'm probably going to only do a couple episodes next week just between family stuff and uh, the holidays and whatnot, so stay tuned for that. But uh, we'll preview the Friday game against the Sixers, recap this tonight's game against the Sixers tomorrow, uh, and that'll be a good time. But until then, enjoy this podcast with Justin Rowan talking about the wonderful Last Jedi. Uh, enjoy it, and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. All right, join me now on this very special edition of Lockdown Raptors to talk about The Last Jedi and all of the hoopla surrounding it and no basketball at all from the Leverage the Chat Networks, uh, the Chasedown podcast from FearTheSword.com, uh, a bunch of other places as well. It's Justin Rowan. How are you doing, man?
0: I, I'm most known for being from Justin Rowan. I, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back, man.
1: Did I say you're from Justin Rowan?
0: Kind of, yeah, you're like oh, from the left of Chat Network, from Fear the Sword and from Justin Roan.
1: I said it from a bunch of other places, did I not? I don't know. Where? Probably, probably.
0: I, I I may have also misheard you, but that's <laughs> that's the way I that's the way I want to believe you introduced me. Well and it... I appreciate it.
1: This is off the rails quickly. I've been doing 5 a.m. radio all week long, so I'm dead to the world. So excuse me if I have random instances in which I don't know how to speak English. That happens all the time on this podcast anyway when I'm on a good day, so... Uh, Yeah, we wanted to have you on because we have been, I think, kind of in agreement in terms of just like my observations from Twitter about The Last Jedi, Uh, and I needed a place to talk about it, and we talk about the Raptors every day on this podcast, so why not take one day off uh, when they're playing the Sixers without Joel Embiid, A not all that interesting game. Uh, To talk about The Last Jedi. So, for anybody who is listening to this podcast, if you want to hear about basketball, go listen to yesterday's show with Harsh DeVay or one of the shows from earlier in the week uh, where we talk about basketball. This is not for you. If you don't want spoilers for The Last Jedi, turn away as well. Uh, And uh, yeah, so I'm. Jar Jar (laughs) dies. We'll get to Jar Jar. I watched The Phantom Menace this week. So, uh, but let's get to The Last Jedi first. Um, So. I saw it on uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, I thankfully missed spoilers for a few days before I got to go see it. Uh, when did you see it first?
0: I saw it, uh, like, Saturday at noon. Because okay. I was like, I I need to see this before anybody ruins it for me. Because I, I had most of the spoilers for The Force Awakens kind of given to me beforehand. Yeah. And that wasn't ideal. It didn't really ruin the experience. Um, but this movie in particular, like, you want to go in blind because there's just so many twists and, and things that you don't expect.
1: Were the spoilers for The Force Awakens just that you had watched the, A New Hope before? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> that, that and Han dying. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, okay, so The Last Jedi, yeah, I... I guess let's just start with our general impressions of it. I really enjoyed it, and the more I think about it, and I think the more I watch it, I haven't I've only seen it the one time so far. I want to go see it again at some point over the next couple weeks. If not, I'll definitely catch it multiple times when it's out digitally or whatever. But um, I I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it's grown more. I've it's, I've grown more fond of it uh, in my head as I've read more things about it and kind of taken in the reaction of it. And I think. As someone like I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like a huge Star Wars like diehard fan. Like I watch the movies, I like the movies, I've seen all the movies a million times, but I don't read like the the other canon stuff. Like I, I'm not like I don't watch the cartoons or anything like that. Um, maybe you do, and maybe you have more of a sort of larger worldview of the whole universe. But for me, I've always kind of found the movies to be good but flawed in a lot of ways that are probably George Lucas's uh that are George <laughs> Lucas is doing um and I kind of loved how this movie kind of just took a dump on all of that um and it kind of was a nice change and for me the Force Awakens was really good at the time. I rewatched it just before Last Jedi came out, and I came away just kind of like, okay, this is, like, it hits all the notes that you expect it to hit. It doesn't surprise me in any way. It's not all that interesting to me. Um, and I didn't really like Force Awakens a couple years after the fact, whereas I think Last Jedi, I'm going to come back to it and really like it and really sort of appreciate how different it is. What is your sort of main takeaway from the movie?
0: Yeah, th- that is a pretty good summary of it. I, I really liked it. I like that they were going in a lot of new directions i feel like it justified the existence of this kind of sequel trilogy right like i think they dove into a lot of the more interesting themes that have just always been there but never really fully addressed um like the other movies it's flawed and i i think people that are are pointing out a lot of the flaws Um, kind of ignored those same things in the previous ones because they liked where the story was going Um, we'll we'll get more into kind of why people have reacted the way that they have Um, this is basically the yeezus of Star Wars movies (laughs) Um, people are are going to defend it to the death and love it or they're going to hate it and uh, to me personally like Empire is the best in my opinion but this one might be my favorite
1: yeah, I think I'm there, too. Um, at least I will be, I think, upon multiple watches. I gotta... You know, it's so long. Yeah, that's so many, the
0: thing. I gotta see it a few more times.
1: Yeah, there's so many, like, things that yeah, I feel like I'm probably forgetting that even happened because it's, like, two and a half hours long, um, which I guess is one of the criticisms of it, that maybe it was a little heavy. You could have cut out some of the scenes. The whole casino thing probably could have been either completely eliminated or shortened quite a bit. Uh, but at the same yeah. time, give me the uh, the nice and uh, pointed criticism of modern capitalism. Uh, I'm here for that all day. <laughs> so, But so, the, the, I guess, I don't know, from reading, I guess the biggest sort of complaint from people about the movie is that it deviates too far away from what people's theories were coming into the movie, and, like, it didn't really service any of the fan fiction that was going on in the two intervening years between Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Um, And for me, like, I don't really see that as that much of a problem because I don't really think the movie owes the fandom anything. Like, a movie should be the sort of the, the... The canvas of the of the director and the director should go with which way he wants. uh, In Ryan Johnson's case, and like I don't really see why. He is being so criticized, I mean, I get it because star Wars fans are are in t- insane and they and they love their thing and they and they have strong feelings about it, the direction in which it wishes to go, but like I don't think what the general fandom wants should necessarily be what the movie does because then what is the movie actually doing? It's just kind of like it's just highly produced fan fiction and it's not exactly uh a work of art or creativity by the by the director so for me, I love that he took it in a different direction. do you like I don't know. The Do Force Awakens
0: see? sucked because it was a rehash of everything that was. Yeah, done it was before. just a new this hope, but
1: nicer. Like
0: this, this, this yeah. one sucked because it's too different from what came before. Like, yeah. people are going to complain no matter what happens. Um, I, I think part of why I loved it is just because it shit on like all the the less interesting aspects of the Force Awakens. Like, right. who needs another big bad CGI villain in a movie? Like, yeah. We it's been done a million times. There is absolutely nothing interesting about it. um Snow getting waxed was just I mean not only was that like a surprising moment because I I thought he was set up to be the big bad the big boring bad uh behind the lo- uh, way more interesting Kylo Ren yeah um, and then they just wax him but then it also leads to one of the best scenes in any of the movies that that throne room scene was just absolutely amazing. Um, like it's so funny to me. I I think a lot of people that really invested time into figuring out who he is, who Ray's parents were, and all that kind of stuff. Um, those are the ones that are most upset. And like, to me, what did they really want? Like, could you imagine just how messed up and just how much like weird and awkward dialogue would have to happen? For Snoke to be like, I am Darth Plagueis. and would basically be like Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like, I'm Star Lord. Who? And then he goes on for a big explanation of who he is. Or, you, uh, Ray, your parent, your uh, great, your grandfather was Obi Wan. Who? <laughs> <laughs> like, she didn't even know if Luke was a real person and needed like Han to confirm it. She's not going to know who the hell Obi-Wan is. So to me, I'm, I'm, I I'm love that the people that care, uh, the Star Wars nerds that obsessed about it over two years are upset because I thought it took it in a way, way more interesting direction.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Yeah, read Albert Bernico's piece on Deadspin, a list of some of the times The Last Jedi shit on uh, previous Star Wars movies. Uh, It's really good if if you like this kind of thing. If you like the change of tone and direction uh, from sort of the almost telegraphed sort of plot, I think, of of The Force Awakens, I think that's a really good thing to just kind of scroll through and just be happy. It's a really good, uh, enjoyable read, and I agree agree that it's probably a good thing that a lot of these things a lot of these like sort of uninteresting storylines were kind of just kind of stopped I mean you have like the very first thing you see with Luke when Ray hands over the lightsabers he tosses it over his shoulder like that's just like the perfect like screw you to the entire uh, you know the two and, years of like that's,
0: yeah there, there's yeah. another great moment like a lot of people were like um oh that he turned that moment into like a, uh, a cheap joke. I didn't think that was a joke like if you look at the end of the Force awakens, Luke looks at that lightsaber like he wants to throw up like he yeah. never wants to see it again. I mean the, the last time that he had held a lightsaber he was about to kill his nephew yeah. um, so I I don't exactly get why people were surprised by that and it like blended into who the character was um, in this movie and i and i guess people well that that's the other thing people are really upset that luke is now like not just this pure good character and and he's conflicted and it it doesn't fit into who they had imagined the character to be but like even if you look at the original trilogy that was a big part of it was that um he kind of was in the gray areas in return of the jedi he was really like um like, playing with the dark side and, like, waxing guys in Jabba's palace. And, and um, like, I, I think that's the natural development for the character.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And the entire sort of ethos of the Force is that the dark side is, like, pretty easy to be sort of overtaken by. Uh, so for a guy to be conflicted and to not just be a pure good I think that totally kind of fits as opposed to what some people might think. I think that totally fits with what the character should be. I want to get more into the Skywalker thing in a second, but just to touch on the Snoke thing. um, Yeah, I I agree that that was a really good decision to just kill him off and just have that amazing scene there uh, and to make Kylo the sort of focal point now because he is just such a fascinating character and Adam Driver just performs the shit out of that character. He's so good at it. Um, the, The whole Snoke thing... It was a bummer to me because, like, there could have been some sort of expose there. Like, they didn't really explain it all anywhere. Maybe there is in other canon, like, exactly what the hell Snoke is, but... There really is no even explanation as to what he is. So, I'm... like they they
0: will eventually, and I yeah. like that's uh, that's a criticism people have. But like that's exactly what the Emperor was. Yeah. Like he showed up in a hologram. Like you saw him like just for moments in Return of the Jedi. You get a throne room scene, and then Vader kills him. Yeah. And sure, we ended up getting ten hours of um, galactic trade talk and emperor's (laughs) backstory, but like that wasn't always there. And, and there's been so much stuff that's been thrown into canon. I'm sure there will be books and all that. That'll explain exactly who he is, but this is basically exactly what we saw. The emperor, they just did away with him before, like a little quicker than the original trilogy did. They showed him earlier and they did away with him quicker because the emperor, um, no backstory, no real motivations, nothing's explored, he's showing force powers that had never been seen before, just like Snoke, mm-hmm. and then he gets waxed yeah, by I... his, own apprentice, his own apprentice, which, I mean, they were they were following the whole Sith template there of gaining power by killing off your previous master, except Kylo did it to, to rule rather than Vader, who turned.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm I'm happy that you mentioned the whole big bad idea, and, like, that's just... Uh, I think they wrote about this on The Ringer, actually, and how Kylo Ren kind of solves the issue that Hollywood's had with these big movies and, like, not having anything resembling a nuanced villain in ages. So um, <laughs> I'm pretty glad that the Snoke thing is just done and over with, and now we get to focus on Kylo for an entire movie um, and him just sunning General Hux, who, uh, I guess, takes over the role as the big bad, who just loves, loves, loves... Uh, Genocide. Um. (laughs) Um, So let's get back to the Skywalker thing. So I guess one of the critiques too that I've heard, and I haven't really read this that much, but I think it's probably something that's going to be out there, is like the whole Star Wars thing, the entire sort of saga has kind of been in a way just like a Skywalker story. If you like discount Rogue One, which is kind of its own thing, like the whole thing is supposed to be an arc of the Skywalker family, right? Like it starts with Anakin in the prequels and it goes all the way through. Um, and this movie kind of ends that a little bit, um, but I'll, we'll get to why I, do, I don't think that's necessarily true. But it feels like some people are a little bit sort of upset that Rey has no Skywalker connections, at least right now. I mean, they could pivot, I guess, and have some reveal right. in the last movie. But uh, like, I kind of like that they've kind of cut this Skywalker thing over because, like, you know, I understand, like, yeah, the Skywalker family, like, the maybe the Jedi blood, the Meta if you will, run through them, uh, like, deeper and and in and, and more volume than anyone else in history. But, like, I don't like the idea that the Skywalkers are just, like, this one family that determines the entire outcome of the galaxy. Like, that's ridiculous it's to me. The only family that matters. Yeah, that seems really silly to me. So I like that Rey is kind of a separate thing and that, you know, the obviously there's other Jedi in the past who have been powerful and who weren't tied to the Skywalker family, so I don't think it's, like, out of nowhere that Rey could be this powerful and not be a Skywalker, so I'm kind of down with that. But even then, you know, they, they still carry out The Skywalker thing still holds because Kylo Ren is a direct descendant of the Skywalker. He's, he's, he's Darth Vader's grandson. Um, so, like, that still should, I think, satiate people, you would think, because I think Kylo's still... The most interesting character left, and I think how his arc plays out is gonna be fascinating because they could go a whole bunch of different ways with him. You would think in the final movie, they they've kind of played with him still having some good in him the entire time for the, through the first two movies of this trilogy. So um, I don't know where are you where are you at on like the Skywalker arc. Are you okay that it's kind of that Ray's it's it's stopping with her and like she's I'm, like this this focal point that's not a Skywalker. I'm very
0: very okay with more than one family in the galaxy mattering and it's funny because like even though we say only one family has mattered um if you look at like kind of the larger themes on on, um like even benicio del doro's character like saying these guys are getting rich off of both sides Mm -hmm. um with it like stay in the middle don't get involved and then Snoke saying because we rose in power that's why the force balances out and then all of a sudden ray comes along it's this never-ending struggle and you have to wonder how much meaning there really is to it um but even with a new hope like the the whole thing was like okay you can even though luke's dad was a jedi um it was never really defined that that was like something special or genetic like Mm -hmm. that was just like literally just like a label you had no idea what that necessarily meant and then it was luke farm boy orphan farm boy coming from nothing um and rising up and and that was kind of the story and it was just like a last-minute thing in Empire that Lucas decided to throw at the twist, which can we note that Mark Hamill absolutely hated that twist at the time and complained about it very publicly, and he hated the direction that Empire took the franchise. So while he had some complaints about how the direction of this movie went with his character, uh, it's not exactly unique
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: to the whole experience here. Um,
1: but so I you're like saying the the, that Mark Hamill is just a Star Wars fanboy?
0: <laughs> no, I'm I'm saying that Mark Hamill has opinions, and and he was just fantastic in this movie. By he
1: the was, way, he like, was yeah, he was really good.
0: He he was just so good. But um, I I think it like creates the possibility for interesting stories down the road, because if everyone had to be connected to this one family, uh, the story was just going to get really convoluted. And, and now it really kind of opens up options. And I'm assuming for the next movie there there's going to be a time jump of some some. Proportion, like I, i think they'll probably like start off like 10 years down the road or something like that leo will have died in natural causes uh the rebellion will build up or whatever but um Yeah, I think it lays the groundwork for something interesting rather than everybody is going to have to be related to, like, these bloodlines.
1: Yeah. I liked also, too, the direction the movie took with relation to the Jedi and kind of acknowledging that, like, they've kind of shit the bed for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. (laughs) That's not a new theme. Like, everyone's
0: like, oh, this is so bad. But, like, even in, like, uh, Revenge of the Sith... Like Yoda was saying how they might have misinterpreted the the prophecy and like it's been alluded to a million times and even um, in Return of the Jedi, like Luke had to kind of find that middle ground in order to um, like turn Vader and like save the day kind of thing. Mm -hmm.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Yeah, I, the entire prequels, I just watched Phantom Menace a couple days ago, and oh God, it's bad. Um, it is. The, like I, I wonder if it would have gone from being like a 2 out of 10 to like a 5 out of 10 if the kid actor was a little bit better, but um, cause like some of the some of the stuff's okay and like I like the sort of background info that it provides, but yeah, it's just not well executed the damn Gungans can go rotten hell, although I, I do like Jar Jar as like a Thing to bring up to piss other people off, like I, I would love, I would have loved Jar Jar to return in uh, in the Last Jedi, but uh, unfortunately we weren't so lucky. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, uh, I don't know where I was going, I lost my train of thought. But uh, the whole Ray thing, let's get to Rey because I have a theory. You mentioned the prophecy and the whole thing with the the. Like the the immaculate birth or whatever, uh, immaculate conception of, of Anakin in the first one. Uh, my theory I haven't read anything, I don't really do- dive into the message boards or anything like that, but I have a theory that Rey is actually kind of like the, like the, her parents, she doesn't have parents at all, or maybe she has a mother or whatever, but I have a theory that she is like the immaculately conceived chosen one to try to balance out the evil that Anakin did uh, and is now residing in Kylo Ren. Um, thoughts on this theory?
0: Um, well, it's kind of interesting. Like, I think the position Ryan Johnson has left Abrams and probably has him really pissed off <laughs> because I, I think he wanted to do like a, a full tribute, and Snoke was his big bad and all that. Right. And Johnson kind of forced his hand. I wouldn't be surprised to see this retroactively change that Kylo was lying, and um, I don't think that he would go the the immaculate conception route, but I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden once. Like, Rey ends up being Obi-Wan's granddaughter or something stupid like that. (laughs) Um, So I I think it's worth noting that it's not like a storyboard has been planned out from the beginning. And that makes things a little interesting. Um, But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I I like the idea that she came from nothing, as I said earlier. Um, But I I don't know how this is going to play out. And I'm sure... People freak out over the next two years with more speculation and uh,
1: theories. I do kind of worry that they will pivot, like you said, and then they'll just be like, "Oh wait, actually, she is Kylo Ren's uh, sister. He was just lying." Yeah, was, Return of the
0: Jedi too, man. Yeah,
1: he was dropping a little fib in there. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm much more interested in his like solo trilogy or whatever, like the the uh, the one that isn't attached to anything right now that doesn't yeah. even have a storyboard or concept like I want to see where Ryan Johnson goes with that more than the, the third uh, third of this one
1: I, I, yeah the third one I'm not really sure they didn't really leave it with much of a cliffhanger like there's no Han Solo stuck in Carbonite kind of thing to lead you into the next movie right like I'm not sure exactly what, like you said ten years down the road that could totally make sense it could be something where it's not even that far down the road like it's there's a lot of different ways they could go um Do you have, what what would you say was your biggest critique of the movie? Because we've been pretty positive about it, Um, but there are things that are wrong with it for sure, and Um, it's the the same.
0: this casino thing dragged on for too long. Um, I thought, one thing I liked, like I think a lot of the criticism comes with the benefit of hindsight, that was the normal type of stupid mission that always worked out, and it's like, oh, of course they're going to get the code breaker and they're going to be able to escape. Mm -hmm. And... Um I think the movie did a good job of messing with your expectations and that was one of those instances. Right. I just don't think the setup to it not working out needed to go as long as it did. Um and then Mary Poppins, the Leia floating in space yeah. looking like Mary Poppins scene just was awful. Um I thought like it, it's an okay concept, the execution was horrendous though. Yeah. Um I, I thought, like, even if it was a close-up of her face and you could see, like, the debris and the ship pulling closer to her in the background, that that might have been a better way to do it. Um, but, yeah, just the wide shot of her floating looked absolutely ridiculous. And um, <laughs> I, I don't know how they slipped this in there, but, man, they killed off Admiral Akbar in that moment.
1: Yeah, that was, um, that could have been, like, really a really powerful moment, I think. Uh, had they just decided to make that where they kill off Leia um, like it would have been totally unexpected like I wasn't expecting that like it was like pretty early in the movie right um, yeah but it, it would it would blow
0: off uh, a good performance from her though I think yeah. and I, I think it's better that they honored it uh, And I they also know. needed
1: her to tie like the whole Luke thing back in later right like they needed her to be there. Um, yeah, and, you, and you get return. that one scene with them again at the end, which was
0: really cool. Yeah, I think in a in an ideal world, you had you'd have her make kind of the, the light speed ramming sacrifice there, right. Rather than Holdo, because I think that would have it carry more weight. Um, but it was nice to see her reunited with Luke before the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, that was uh the whole floating thing was, uh, yeah, it was awkward. It was weird. Uh, they could have. I just don't know why they. I mean, they they could have done something else to like put her in a coma instead of that that like extreme thing that seemed like impossible for her to get out of. I was like, I was I, I thought she was dead. I was like, oh, uh, that's how they do it. Uh, okay, I'm. That, that 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 hit me pretty hard. I was like, pretty sure she was dead for like a couple minutes there at least. And yeah, the Akbar thing. I mean, they could have had some sort of more ceremony around that too. Um, R.I.P. Yeah. The other thing, too, you mentioned the, the Holdo uh, jump to hyperspace maneuver. I thought it was, like, an amazing scene. I thought the, the shot was incredible, uh, just how it all looked and just how the like the slow realization from everyone involved of what she was doing. Um, I don't want
0: to acknowledge how problematic that is.
1: What do you mean? <laughs> oh, like the, the the suicide bomber thing, <laughs>
0: No, no, no. The, the fact that I didn't know you could collide with stuff when you're going – Light speed. like that oh, was yeah. a big thing. Like, did you read Ben Lindbergh's
1: piece on the Ringer? Get smoked, yeah. The
0: thing on the Ringer, that yeah. was that was great. But yes, it it throws a few plot holes. Like, you could have droids manning ships going through the Death Star. Like, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, it just changes so much. Yeah, I think uh, that is actually like a concern for me now because there is like the whole like, well, why don't they just do that for every single battle now? Uh, just just ram a ship into something else. Um, Like, you could have probably done it where, like, she doesn't go light speed. She just, like, crashes in. Because we've seen in the past, like, uh, I can't remember what movie it was. But, like, we've seen Star Destroyers, like, crash into each other and blow up. Like, they could have just done that. Uh, But the hyperspace thing, I think, adds a whole new element of just, like, oh, uh, yeah, maybe you should just do that for every single battle and you might end it. Um, So that, I'm not sure how they'll explain that away. There might be a way they try to do that. Um, But that is... Like not an insignificant hurdle that they have to climb in the storytelling going forward, because every single battle is going to be like, well, who's going to do it this time? Who's uh, who's taking one for the team, um, or just like, why don't we have an unmanned ship do it? Um, yeah, like you a, said, a so droid yeah, yeah, R two D two was taking one for the team this time around. But um, the the still though, the, I think the it was almost worth it for how awesome that entire scene was. How entire like just beautiful it was so that cool. shot was. It's yeah, so so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you have any other parting shots about the movie? How does it stack up? Like, if you were just to rank based on pure quality of movie, and I'm the kind of person who thinks the originals are kind of overrated, in that uh, I don't like the the dumb Halloween costume special effects, and I kind of think there are a lot of plot holes in those movies as well. Um, Empire Strikes Back is incredible, of course. I don't really like Return of the Jedi all that much. New Hope is very good too, um, but like yeah, Last Return Jedi. Of the
0: Jedi's- not great i think everyone kind of has accepted that and it's funny like people have issues with um like how long did ray's training take because we uh we know she was like already at luke at the start of the movie and but then all of a sudden we start with the space battle before she talks to luke and like um i get that that was really clumsy and Mm -hmm. not ideally done um and even like a throwaway line With uh, Finn being like, oh, you were recovering for this long. Because we know there was a large lapse of time there because he needed to recover. Kylo's face was cut up. Hux was called to see Snoke first. And Mm -hmm. then um, Kylo's scar healed up. So, like, time had passed. But that was an issue in Empire, too. It was like, was Luke just on Dagobah for hours? And then all of a sudden, like, he he takes off to to face Vader? So, like, that's not something that's unique to this um a couple parting shots one hell yeah the puppet yoda that was awesome um, <laughs> i love that he was one the original mold of the puppet that was really cool even though it looked a little weird um but like also just like the normal goofy yoda that mm-hmm. like um they, they didn't get his speech patterns perfectly down. That's one thing the prequels did. Like, they just went overboard with, like, the Yoda talk. <laughs> he didn't talk that weird in the original ones. <laughs> like, they didn't have to go that extreme. Um, but, yeah, I, I like that they went to, like, Goofy Yoda, who, like, beat the crap out of R2-D2 to uh, get his flashlight, like, and, and the food rations and stuff. Like, that's, that's the OG. That's the proper version. And... I thought the conclusion for Luke was so good.
1: Yeah, like, I did too.
0: Um, the, the showdown was great. I was so nervous. I'm like, oh, don't kill him off, don't kill him off, don't kill him off, like as I was watching it live. And then when he um, – it looked like he was going to sacrifice himself exactly like Kenobi, and I was so mad that they were going to do a rehash of that. Yeah. And then when kind of like the reveal of what he was doing happened, it was – um you you see him meditate look at the two sons the sa- it's same score from a new hope when he was looking at the two sons before he started his adventure mm-hmm. um and then just kind of become one with the force i mean he's obviously going to be in the, the third one of this trilogy a whole lot as a force ghost um so this isn't the end of him um but i just thought that was one of the most satisfying conclusions to a story arc i had seen and i know people will are a little upset that they stretched the rules or what we had seen from the Force and showed new powers and stuff but I like that they kind of set it up earlier when Kylo was seeing Ray mm-hmm. and he was trying to figure out whether or not it was a Force projection and he's like, no, that's impossible the effort would kill you. And it was a little throwaway line, but it set up just how much that type of Force power would take and why we hadn't seen it before and, and why Luke passed away after it.
1: Oh yeah, I th- that was gonna be my parting shot, and how perfect I thought the entire uh, interplay between Kylo Ren and Rey through those Force uh, whatever the hell they were uh, conversations like those were amazing. And yeah, I think they set up the ending perfectly. Like in a vacuum, like yeah, if you had not seen those first few scenes and that happens to Luke, you're like, well, what the hell? The Force shouldn't be able to do that. But they set it up perfectly. That throwaway line, I was gonna mention that exact thing. Uh, they, they, it all just sort of led to that conclusion, and I thought it was just absolutely perfect that battle scene as well on the salt planet man that was just some like gorgeous filmmaking man it was and like I don't know the other thing from that scene I guess is the Finn almost sacrifice thing do you wish he had just driven into the cannon and died yes yes yeah. that would have
0: been a nice end to his story arc there was mm-hmm. there. I guess he's around for comic relief but um, I'm not a huge yeah.
1: Finn guy Captain Phasma's dead now like I, don't, yeah, I kind of Captain agree Captain
0: Phasma's a new Boba Fett
1: yeah I I definitely yeah I think I'm not sure where Finn's arc goes now either and I I think that would have been just like a really moving way for it to happen Um, but no I guess not that's fine too I suppose and I guess if you did that you wouldn't have had to have the Luke thing so you know I guess you you take what you get Uh, Justin this was fun man I uh, appreciate you coming on Sorry, to everyone who wanted to hear basketball talk, but I guess if you're here now, you're, you're happy with the Star Wars talk as well. Um, I feel like Justin, you're probably a far more well-versed Star Wars fan than I am. I just like I'm like the movies, and that's about it. But uh, glad we could get your your opinions and insights on on the Last Jedi. Uh, I'm gonna go watch Attack of the Clones probably very soon and uh, cry a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently you hate
1: yourself. So that's yeah, I don't know. I was just like kind of was on a tip, and like I like Revenge of the Sith, and I want the build up to it. Um, that's actually like a decent movie I don't know why people hate it so much but um... the
0: CGI is so dated and it's everywhere like, that's oh, yeah. the thing that that's makes true. it impossible to watch what's well, the
1: same with Phantom Menace it's just an entire CGI movie it's like cartoon almost it's ridiculous but uh, the, the whole Anakin arc I think it gets very interesting in that final bit so I, I like Revenge of the Sith it's cool um, so yeah, I'm going to go watch those in the next couple days probably And again, Attack of the Clones <laughs> will make me want to cry and, and poke my eyes out But uh, it'll be paid off When I get all the way back to The Last Jedi With, uh, yeah, just a Damn good movie, glad it's out Glad it pissed off a lot of fanboys The more fanboys get mad, the more I tend to like it So um, it was really good stuff And Justin, this podcast is really good stuff Do you have anything you would like to plug right now?
0: Um, plug the podcast uh, The Chase Down on Leverage the Chat Uh, You can find us basically on any podcast app that you have, Uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, So, yeah, subscribe, leave ratings, leave reviews, even if you don't like it. Still leave a five-star one just because, I mean, I'm not going to see your criticism in the review unless you give it five stars. So (laughs) get that to my attention in that form. Uh, Also check – writing out at uh fear the sword and on twitter you can find me at cavsanita anida so just slap Cavs in front of the canada
1: awesome man thank you for coming on we'll talk to you again soon maybe we'll talk before the raptors and Cavs play next month uh when in the battle of the two best teams in the eastern conference yes <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> good time. Uh, Toronto
0: is so much better than Boston don't don't even get me started
1: I'm uh totally with you that has been like the theme of this podcast for weeks now so uh <laughs> You're not pissing anybody off here
0: we we know being an above average offensive team isn't important right
1: yeah no, and like never blowing out bad teams that's uh you know that that's fine too right that's like the it's yeah, like the empire never being able to blow out the shitty rebellion. <laughs> 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 all right we tied it all back in we're gonna wrap things up uh back again again on friday probably with another episode if not friday sometime over the weekend maybe if not everyone have a fantastic christmas and a wonderful holiday and we'll talk to you again next week with more episodes of lockdown raptors uh, thanks for listening
2: hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today